Hello, internet friends, and welcome to episode number 137 of Final Boss TV, your Wild Game Rating Show. I'm your host, my name's Adam K.A.K. Bay, and today, as Druid History Month continues, next week will be the final episode of Druid History Month with Guardian Druids, but today, talking about them cat druids, feral druids, kitty, mew, mew, whatever chat wants to call them, or whatever other maybes have been developed from feral druids but today we're talking about that but of course first off i have to give a huge shout out to the assistant producers of the show that make this possible everyone on patreon of course everyone helps in their own way but the assistant producers above all else so truffles ludovicus Taslin, r4 delphir and new to the assistant producer club tachinori if you don't know there are more podcasts than the one you're about to watch right now and the one that goes up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and of course, the VOD Cut is available on YouTube. There are more podcasts, which is crazy, right? On my Patreon page, there are these things called the Patreon BTS, where I sit down with my guests in the meet and greet. Like, there's an hour and 12 minutes of more feral talk. Well, sort of feral talk. We kind of ranted a little bit about uh, the state of the game and a few other things. You can check these out here. Patreon recently updated their... Uh, podcasting audio backend, but you can check out the show notes as well. There's voting for Control Bay for a day right now, so if you want to go check out that. But all the ones here, here's the Resto Druid one, here's the Balanced Druid one, here's the Vengeance Demon Hunter, and they go on and on and on from there. So check those out if you want more podcasts. You get about four a month or so, depending on how many shows we do. But there are some good nuggets that are in those if you want to check those out. But Enough about me talking about stuff. Introduce my guests today. Totally all business, no play. Zan, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Hello. Are you ready to talk about feral druids today? Oh yes. Are you sure? All the cat stuff. All the cat stuff. As you are, you doing anything you want to like plug that you might be working on for seven two five by chance? Um, working on more Sims, normal stuff, all the mathy things. All the mathy things. So you guys don't have to? <laughs> yeah, he does all the hard work, so everyone else just rapes the benefits <laughs> of your work, right? Okay, perfect. Basic concept. Very good. And laughing over there in, in the distance, there's Guilty. Hello, sir. Welcome. Yep. Hello. You you just yep. reap the benefits of Zan's work and then yep. just take credit for it, right? I just repeat what he says. Sometimes oh. I write it down differently. <laughs> you just, it's a great relationship. You just put what he does in pins, right? In Discord? Yeah, yeah. Well, he has to pin it because he's. Oh, mad. oh, okay. You can't even pin it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's, so That's terrible. But welcome, welcome to both of you. Yep. Uh, as with these shows moving forward, I always try to bring on and highlight the sort of people that have picked up. The, the slack of because we've we, we've had some some uh, some graduations over the course of time people have left the community or you know gone wicked casual so the two of you have definitely picked up the slack because uh, there was not other, no other two names came up when I was looking through and trying to find feral druid guests so all of your all of your work is really appreciated I'm gonna go back to Zan again real quick if you want to plug the rest of what you what do you do in the Feral Druid corner of the World of Warcraft, sir? 
Yeah, so I basically took over and maintained the Feraldrid SimCraft module and, well, I wrote a guide and those sort of things. That's all you do. That's, and, a, that's well, it, huh? Well, I guess I guess <laughs> I, well, I guess I moderate the Dream Girl as well, so that's another thing. How does He's got a lot of projects that he doesn't let people know about, oh. which are quite interesting. I guess you so you so you maintain part of the SimC module. What do you? How do you do that exactly? Like, what does that entail? Like, what kind of coding do you need to know? Like, do you just Google everything? I don't know how that works. That program is so old but so incredibly ingrained into what we do as players, especially DPS players. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Well, I mean, it's, you know, keeping up and implementing basically the traits and abilities and stuff from Blizzard Make Changes. And yeah, it's a little hacky sometimes, but it works. Hmm. I have no idea how that stuff works. What about you, Guilty? What do you do in the Feral Druid community? What do you, what do you do in this little corner of the world? Uh, I mostly answer questions in Discord, put it into um, different wordings. I've got an FAQ, which I uh, mostly made so that I could stop copy-pasting answers and just copy-paste an FAQ. Um, <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> None of that. GL developments, though not as much as Xan. And uh, yeah, various miscellaneous feral things. You do have this gigantic... I don't know if we'll ever really look at this document outside of uh, one specific thing, but you have this huge... Google document that you linked me about pooling, stats and you, AoE ability usage, talent choices with Convergence to Fate, value usage of Nighthold Tier 19, Tier 1 talent choices, Legendaries, Ashbane's, Ashbane's Frenzy, which is why we'll probably dismiss later because this is ridiculous math, and then of course the useful links at the very bottom here, but this is, yep. this is, this is what you've done. Yep, I got bored of asking, answering questions, so I just <laughs> wrote it all down, and it's all there, just copy and paste, in fact not even now because it's in the pins, yeah. it's great. Just tell people to look at the pins. That's definitely a huge, a huge resource. But I think, I think the uh, Dream Grove has crashed my Twitch chat. By the way, I, uh, it, I, I got impressive. a reconnecting message. I don't know what happened. But um, Dream Grove, please. Basically, yeah. The um, oh yeah, I got congratulations, Bay, on getting the only two cat druids in the game. <laughs> Please, there's at least four of us. Yeah, yeah, come on. Like, there's one in my guild, too. So, I mean, there's at least those three that I know of now. Exactly. But the um, the one thing I was curious about, too, was in the in the realm we live in, right, with, with Discord and like that, I wanted to make sure if there's anyone else that's out there helping you do things and put, put together the documents and stuff that you guys have made, are there any other shout-outs you need to make sure get recognized in your uh, little Discord theorycrafting, yeah. mathcrafting? Moonbunny Moon Bunny is the main one. He's um, he's a bit more low-profile. He's the uh, the NA feral, but he's a uh, he's a smart kitty. He's done a lot of spreadsheets and various stuff as well. Hmm. And just the general shout-out to everyone, every active feral in Dreamgrove, because you know a lot of this is collaborative after all, and exchanging yeah. opinions and you know experiences the various regulars trying out silly stuff we suggest to them right yeah that's sort of where i uh sit in the enhancement community like i find things and like test stuff and then but mostly like guinea pig right word up and rusa basically do all the hard work and i just reap the benefits of that really i'm just a face but and the one thing i wanted to bring up as well i don't know which one of you wants to really answer this i guess guilty can is that both of my guests are in the same guild, which doesn't really happen very often on this show. I usually make it a point to get 
guests from two different guilds, usually because that gives them different experiences and whatnot. But that's technically what has happened here until very recently. Uh, Zan sort of prowled into whatever, huh, Guilty? What happened there? Yep. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. As I mentioned earlier, we've always had two ferals and I've been in there. Um, I've got this pet theory about how the only guilds that really recruit ferals are the guilds that have experience with ferals and everyone else sort of writes them off due to the stigma and the the bad reputation the class has. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we recruited Zan and um, he came in and beat me on Gul'dan, which I still haven't forgiven him for. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's been here for about two weeks now, past his trial, all that fun stuff. Right, right, right. Just making sure that everyone knows uh, that that's the thing. But I guess sort of in the realm of resources and guides and tools, etc. Um, Zan, do you want to... What What is out there? I'll bring up your, your write-up, your feral corn. You want to walk me through all the different resources and tools you all have put together for, for feral druids? Yeah, so I wrote a guide which is pretty... Um, like goes through basically all the details, um, advanced rotation stuff and how to gear and what you should consider. And it is on that site, uh, sensario.com, and also in the Discord linked around. That's a lot of advanced stuff and and also it links to like simulations and guide how you would use simulation crafts, which is you basically have to be able to sim if you play Feldroid and care about min thing. You have what's different about your guide which whenever I see these huge guides put together, they're always, I mean, at least from my perspective, they're always word up and he always does them in, in uh, Google documents, but you've, this is like an actual, like put together hardcore PDF. Like this is 16 pages of concepts and breakdowns, of all the talents and choosing talents and feral druid core mechanics, rotation, in-depth pieces. Like, this goes on and on. There's an FAQ in here? Yeah. Gearing pre -run. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a PDF mostly because it's, like, easier for me to maintain it on different sites, right? But, but yeah, it, it should contain most of the things you would uh, look for if you're starting out as Feral and want to raid Heroics and Mythics. There's a lot. And I, I assume as everything goes forward, you just keep adding and changing and and tweaking what you need to. Because then you have the, yeah. quick the quick sheet updates, which is just for the rotation talent build set bonus of legendary. This is 715, so I assume you'll work on one for 725. Yeah, indeed, if it's required, depending on what changes happen, obviously. There's a lot of little things here. Oh, I went to the wrong. There we go. I haven't actually used raid bots myself yet either. You want to walk me through, like, how... If those of you don't know how raid bots work. Yeah, so raid uh, bots is... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. Raid bots is basically um, simulation craft. It's exactly the same as if you would download it yourself, except it has like a very easy to use interface and it runs completely online. So you don't actually have to install or run it on your own computer. Okay. It's really convenient. And especially if you maybe are on a mobile or on a work laptop or something and you can't maybe install SimCraft yourself. But even without it, it's really useful. It's very easy to compare relics and trinkets and stuff, which can be a bit fiddly if you don't know how to use SimCraft otherwise. Okay. The front page to go to this, and of course it'll be linked in the YouTube description box too if you're watching it on YouTube, it's just zanzara.com. 
So <laughs> that's that's it, right? It's it's pretty easy to get to. Nothing nothing fancy, no weird naming for that one. So yeah, there's definitely some awesome stuff put together here. That um, yeah, the video guide. I didn't, I just realized this right now. I haven't read all this. The video guide. How do you simulate? This is mine. You linked me in this. <laughs> <laughs> I did well, that um, that little video guide on stream a while ago, earlier on in Legion, because everyone was like, "How do you use pawn? How do you get those green arrows? How do you use simulation craft? How, what are pawn strings?" So I made that quick, concise, like, download this, do this, do that. So. Yeah, that was a fun period of Legion. It definitely was. And now everyone, Discord. everyone now wants reforging back. So, ugh. Oh, please. I would love that. Yeah? You're, oh, you're in that camp? You want it back? Yep. Huh? Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, it has pros and cons, but. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, moving to patch 7.2 which is just behind us, and we now are PTRing for 7.2.5. There wasn't really any changes for 7.2 for Feral Druids. All I could find was just the aura tune-up, right? Kilty, I mean, what else happened? Yeah, in we got 4% increased damage, and we got new traits. That was really everything. Not really many changes affected us, which I'm pretty okay with. To be honest, I think the 4% increased damage was mostly unnecessary, but... I'm not going to say no to extra damage. That would be a bit silly. Right. But yeah, not really any changes. Not really any changes coming forward for 7.2.5 at the moment either. Yeah, that was what's well, the next topic. Is that there's really nothing, nothing tweaked with any of your legendaries? Did you get any extra bonus stats on anything in that that legendary no. pass? Uh, they added the stats to yeah. the um, to the chest piece, which is a pure um, utility legendary, and they did some minor adjustments to some of our weaker ones. Legendary ring, yeah. Chapel oh. Ant. Um, Mame got buffed slightly. That was a bit of a weird one. Um, nothing yeah, it made no real, yeah. It's no real difference, but it's nice, I guess. Again, yeah. free damage. Which, so there's, I just... Enhanced with Shaman just got a uh, a tune-up, a little 4% aura tweak, too. Even though the aura tweak didn't affect certain things that just, like, they keep not affecting, so they keep falling more and more behind in their relevance. But um, we're also getting a little bit of Frost Mage treatment in 725, so we're actually only have two 100 talents right now on the PTR, so we'll have to see how, how that goes in the future. But the flip side of that is when you see a spec that as we dive into the whole show, there definitely are sticking points here and there that aren't great. Um, you know, talents specifically, maybe some weaker artifact traits. But when you don't get noticed in these patch cycles, at least for us right now, do you feel that that's because Feral is in a good place? And the devs are like, okay, this is, this is alright. Let's just, you know, give them an aura tweak, you know, tweak up their damage a little bit, maybe a little, or something like that, and then they move on. Or is it because they don't know what to do? If there are normally, I wouldn't speculate on what the devs are thinking in regards to it, but they have said um, that they're happy with how Feral plays, but they were slightly unhappy with their damage. Um, so yeah, I think they're mostly okay with how Feral plays. I'm pretty okay with how Feral plays. Um, there's a few niggly things which I'm not a fan of, but uh, yeah, I think they're okay with it. 
Yeah, I basically agree with this as well. Like, I think Fairly is in an okay spot playstyle-wise. I think there's certainly things they could improve. And there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of old things that might not feel very fresh mechanically. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, that's also partially why we like this spec, right? A lot of us. So I wouldn't necessarily want it completely reworked. Like, yes, fine, fix some small things. That would be nice. But yeah, it's okay. I think this is one of the better expansions to play fail, to be honest. Yeah, that's probably a fair statement. Okay. Because I always wonder about how the players of that spec at a higher level feel when they get, like, quote-unquote, passed over. Essentially, I mean, people are gonna know I've been preaching this since beta. All the beta testing I've done, which you can go back in the catalog in my channel guide, hours and hours and hours on every individual spec for two passes, and why that sort of happened in the development cycle that Blizzard has been doing now for at least the past two-ish expansions is that they don't, they only focus on a certain number of things at a time, and they're always a cycle or two ahead internally before they actually give us a PTR or us a beta build. So people need to make sure they understand that just because you're not in this patch note, you might be in the next. So just, you know, calm, calm down about that. So, that and the tier sets coming up, obviously, you have to take that into account when you're looking at balancing. Yeah. A lot of those are kind of iffy still, and we're getting closer and closer every week rolls through. So we'll have to wait and see on those. The only thing that I could sort of harken back to was... From beta, Jagged Wounds has been like a a touchy subject for Feral. But the the change they did to Jagged Wounds to make it 33%, that was that's fine right now, right? There's no yeah. issues and Yeah. Pretty happy with Jagged Wounds. Um I know it's a contentious subject among Ferals, because they seem to think it um it makes it harder. Um I think that ferocious bite is the main problem with Jagged Wounds. Oh. Because Ferocious Bite is tuned so low that Jagged Wounds kind of means that you don't really cast Ferocious Bite. Um, so I'm happy with where Jagged Wounds is. I just like to see Ferocious Bite doing a bit more damage. And then that would sort of itself with Jagged Wounds. That's the so weird thing. Okay. I think I've heard that on the like a weird deja vu moment right now that I think that's been brought up a lot with Feral yeah. over the years that it's all it's it's this weird back and forth because so much of your damage is bleed oriented, right? And then you have ferocious bite, which is either way too powerful, or just like pool noodle status. Eh. So <laughs> it's, it's a moment. That's a tough one because it even gets like crit bonus damage, and it has a pretty huge scaling modifier on it. I don't know. I mean, Zane, what do you think? Are you in the same same boat? Yeah, it's kind of forced to be weak just because they want leads to be strong at the same time. Like, yes, Sabertooth as well, but that's extra. Like, I think in general, like, if Ferocious Bites become too strong, you risk ending up in a position where you would just cast Ferocious Bite more often than you would maybe want. Like, for now, for example, it's maybe one third of... of how much damage rip does so hmm. what happens is you would cast rip if you get roughly a third of the duration that's five seconds like basically every target lives five seconds right so that that kind of means that it just doesn't really have a place in a rotation like ever more than as a absolute last filler 
Yeah, I mean, that's... Is that the, the, the point when we were talking about the BTS show last night, too, and that's the thing I was trying to understand, is because the other combo point classes, right? Which I'm going to say Windwalker Monk, and Windwalker Monk's like, hey, they're not combo points! They're combo points. Um, do you build them and then spend them on abilities that cost X number of them? They're combo points. Um, and then, of course, the three rogue specs. They're, they normally only have two uses for those combo points. Maybe like a third, if you want to include their utility one. But Feral Druids have, just because you have to most of the time, obviously, and until this point, Savage War was baseline, but now you have, you know, have to talent it. You have four. So there's lots competing for those those combo points. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, rep palettes have combo points too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's also, yeah, it's also a matter of the fact that... Um, we don't have that many spare resources in mm. and multiple levels. Like we don't have infinite energy, we don't have infinite combo points, and we don't even have infinite globals in some cases when we have the other two. So it's kind of hard when a bleed is 16 seconds and Savitra is 24 seconds to even, you know, fit in the three, four abilities to build to five combo points and then a ferocious bite while maintaining the other two. So it's kind of, as long as Savitra and Rip are core parts of the kit and you want to use them, uh, first, it's always going to be in a very awkward spot in that regard. Yeah. That's been a weird point. I mean, it's it's good that they have these systems that are like slightly iterated upon in a way that they're not all the same type of resource. And like, I get that, right? Like, Chi is still different than Feral Combo Point, which is different than how a, a Pirate Rogue would use them, right? Or even how a Red Pally would use them. So that that's good, but... I think that's something of an echo chamber I've heard a while on these shows is that Feral has always had this. You have a hierarchy, and one of your combo point abilities is one of the ones you build to that requires both energy and combo points and time to do so is a filler move, which is just different than the others that, you know, each of the time they build and spend, it's really rewarding to feel. And you only get that realistically from just keeping that rip going yeah which is, uh, is i think it's an unfortunate consequence of uh ferocious bite tuning because mm. in the past ferocious bite has felt satisfying to use but it's just with the current state it kind of really isn't so you end up in a situation where you technically have three combo point spenders but realistically you only really have two with one that you press every when the stars align every minute or so right which which i believe is what we've um worked out isn't it it's about one minute one first by every minute zone yeah around there maybe a little bit more with high gear but it is it is around there if you're aggressive about it it really is like one ferocious bite a minute in combat really yeah yeah before execute phase you do cast it sure slightly more in execute but yeah before then if, if there's no execute then yeah roughly once per minute huh well, the other or stuff... maybe 200k more damage than shred hmm <laughs> that's well that's that's part of a weird balancing paradigm that comes into play when you have a main like the main part of the feral kit which is like rip and rake and bleeds in general ignore armor but ferocious bite doesn't yeah which also lends to an awkward state with one of our golden traits um open wounds which obviously gives us 15 percent armor penetration when rip is on the target uh applies to shred and ferocious bite which obviously are smaller portions of our damage 
so the trait becomes a bit worse. Obviously, and even then, 15% armor penetration is what? 4% increased physical damage on a boss level target? Well, because, yeah, open wounds isn't... I assume it's a multiplicative 15% against, like, a boss's normal 35, right? So it's not... It's, you're not... Yeah, it's just armor penetration, how it used to work. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not only doing damage to a boss's 20% armor, you're just taking 15% away of the 35. Yeah. You ignore 15% of the target's armor. I think, think though, because that's the question. It's not... It's a multiplicative thing, not an additive or a subtractive. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, it's it's a reasonable increase. Like it's an yeah. it's not like you would skip the point, obviously, but it's not. Cool. It, it it isn't amazing, right? It's it's not as amazing as it would be if if you were a warrior or something and read fifteen percent armor penetration. Okay. Yeah, you'd be very happy. Well, the you you brought this up guilty with the seven point two artifact traits, the new shiny ones you've got. I've got a bit yep. of a document here, and then Zan, you want to walk me through like the the priorities or um, how relics are working out with with Feral? Where is that picture? There it is. So you have a little bit of options here, I guess, for your order for your artifact traits, and how how do the new ones work out? Zan, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so so um, it is like you basically want either a rake or a rick. Trait, and that goes really, and they are really strong. Um, naturally, since blades are the core of the rotation, and it works with everything. But then after that, it's kind of a little bit awkward. So the trash trait does very little on single target. So if you want to go for the gold, the new gold, it you actually pay a lot of traits into basically no or very little damage increase. Therefore, what most of us do is the so-called selfish route, which is you basically pick up all the old stuff that was pretty good. So you pick up Ashman's Energy, uh, Feral Instinct, and Feral Power yep. before you start going for your gold. Which However, be... obviously... So, oh, yeah, so... No, so the alternative is you can rush for the gold. It's not... When you get to it, it's not too bad, but um, it's less damage for you. So basically, it comes down to how much you value buffing the raid with versatility, and yeah, that's that's a big um, question mark because that that can go on DPS and it can be okay. It can also go on tanks and or healers, and it's like that's no DPS, but it might be useful maybe. Like that, that's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah these the, the few of these new like Stormlash style random buffs that that fly off of people are. I honestly wonder if they ran out of ideas or they were trying to put these on quote-unquote more underrepresented specs because even though as Guilty opened the show with if you know how good Feral Druids are you run Feral Druids but if you don't you think they're Garbo so they're like oh well in Blizzard's eyes Feral Druids are underrepresented let's give them a versatility proc uh, okay thanks everywhere rejoice Kind of feel like it's a little bit weak to do that though. Like, and it's same with the other ones, like Windwalkers and Fire Mages yep. uh, and Shadow Priests have buffs as well. I think. Yeah. Um, Realistically, you're not going to take a class because it gives you 600 versatility. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm like, their flavor, I guess, and they're a slight increase. Like Stormlash, I've had for the whole game, which is just very like, 
meh. Like, I would rather have Stormlash removed from the game and have that, like, 2 or 3% of my damage just put into my major cooldown because my Feral Spirits are kind of meh. Like, do that. That means more to me than the crazy lightning that flies out of me nonstop, which is just visual clutter. So... Yeah, they're not... They're not great, but... You, um... The other, your new golden dragon, then, because you actually got, it's funny about Feral Druids, his Thrashing Claws is almost the exact same thing as what I got, which is the, uh, the, um, 20% bonus damage to my, yeah, Crash Lightning, yeah. But you've got, so Bloodletter's Frailty, which is your new golden dragon, but in your selfish DPS route, you guys have figured out that this, your new golden dragon isn't even worth getting immediately. So it, you take a detour to even get to yeah. it. So, I mean, so it's, it's a DPS increase when you get it, but sure. the points into Thrash, and obviously as we've mentioned, Ash means Fury, are realistically a single target DPS increase. Okay. Um, so basically per point, it's not worth as much as just getting your single target traits. So we go that way. Or we don't. Yeah. So the way this reads, though, is that Ash Mane's Frenzy also increases the damage or feral abilities deal to the effective targets by 30%. Why does it say targets? Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Because that, Ashermane's frenzy... Yeah, it's a single Blizzard's target. Tool yeah, Blizzard tooltips. Because it makes you think that... Yeah, because all it does is it gives you during the 9 seconds of Ashermane's frenzy you do more damage. That does actually buff Ashermane's frenzy damage too? Yes. Yeah, it does. Okay, so it... That's yeah. fair. I'm gonna really nice for priority targets. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna bring up um, Guilty's Ashmane Frenzy mechanics here. You want to walk me through real quick on like how this all works in case just yep. anyone is curious because this is a so lot. So basically, of... Ashmane Frenzy has two different parts. It has the part where the dot is ticking, and it has the part where the dot is applied. So the part when the dot is applied. There's 15 hits involved, which occur over three seconds, and every hit has two actions. So it will deal damage, and then it will apply a dot, which ignites from each application of the dot. Um, so the dot hit, the hit, and the application are obviously separate because it's scaled by mastery, and they don't want it to ignite mastery and all that fun stuff. So it's snapshots, but each of the individual hits snapshots. Blood, blood talent snapshots the entire thing, but Tiger's Fury and Savage Raw on each individual hit. So if you have um, Tiger's Fury up for two-thirds of your Ashmane's Frenzy application, then one-third of it won't be buffed by it. Yeah. And two-thirds will. So when I was trying to understand this before, you have three different, like, breakdowns here, and then, of course, like, how much total attack power goes into the ability. So the best way to do this, for those that are maximizing their playing a kitty with their Ashmane's Frenzy ability, is that you always want to make sure you have Tiger's Fury and Savage Roar up before the cast. Because it's a yep. pretty significant amount of damage difference if you don't do it properly. Uh, it's, a reason, it's a reasonable amount. One yeah. of the popular openers that we did before Zan worked out, the absolute optimal opener, was that you'd um, Ashermane's Frenzy before you Savage Roared or Tiger's Furyed, because it would give you the combo points to get it up really quickly. Mm. But... Um, Obviously, you sacrifice a little damage there in return for getting Savage Roar up straight away on the opener. Okay. But, um, yeah, Zan's mathed out a new opener, which doesn't do that. So you have... Uh, 
Yeah, go ahead, Zan. Yeah, no, no. Instead, it does other awkward things. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the, the um, Ashman's frenzy is, is it, it it sounds complicated, but the thing to keep in mind with it is you use it when you have at least three seconds left on your Tiger's Fury, and that's fine. If you do that, everything is great. Realistically, you don't need to know do the full breakdown of how it works. It kind of just does damage. You just snapshot it, does damage. Fun times. Right. I just didn't know if there was anything in that regard because the, some of the interplay between golden dragons or the active ability golden dragons on some specs have a lot more going on to them. And as I found out in prepping the show, there was definitely a little bit going on there with, with Ashermane's Frenzy. So, but... And yeah, I had put down here that your your um, Bloodletter's Frailty is just essentially the Vendetta bonus. Because if it affects everything you do, especially when it applies to itself from Ashmane's Frenzy. So... That, um, it doesn't apply to trinkets and things like that, only your Feral abilities. But... Yeah, it does say Feral abilities, you're right, that's right. Yep. So no uh, Drought of Soldings in Bloodletter's Frailty. Okay, they they got you on that one. If only yep. they had caught that for uh, warriors <laughs> before. Ah, shucks. But that sounds good to me. Again, I guess bring up the next little point we're talking about: the artifact weapon itself is sort of a mixed bag of topics now. So I, th I think Zan wanted to take this a little bit first about like how feral druids are faring. And we brought that up at the beginning of the show about the stigma that feral druids have. But, I don't know, Zan, you, you go for it. Yeah, so it, there is a lot of memeing or feral is useless. I would never invite it to M plus group and that sort of thing going around. It's certainly a problem that comes up a lot from people. Um. And I do think it's very unfair. Like, yes, it is definitely true that Feral isn't always the best spec and it does have issues. But, and this expansion is especially, it's realistically speaking, middle of the pack, not horrible in any way. And it's even very good at some specific things. Um, like, there's a lot of people thinking that the Feral AOE is really bad. It's actually not. It's actually, well, if, I'm not, I mean, it's strong. I think it's above average, clearly. And that's just one of those things which I, I don't really know why people think it's weak, even for players somehow. But, but yeah. There's yeah, a weird... About this before. Yeah, go ahead, Guilty, yeah. We've talked about this before. Ferals, I don't know if it's a mindset thing or something, but ferals seem... Or I know it's a mindset thing. Ferals seem to specialize in single target damage and there's sort of instances where you, I think other classes would be more inclined to take a uh, AOE talent like Brutal Slash, um, where ferals don't seem to, and they seem to value the single target more than vastly increased AOE. So I think there's an interesting mindset thing there where ferals are not intentionally, but are sacrificing AOE damage when they don't necessarily need to. So Ferals could be really good at AoE if they took the right talents, but they're choosing not to. Yeah, there's there's always sort of been that thing that I've brought up. And there are different niches, niches, whatever you want to, how you want to pronounce that stupid word. Chat always gets totally triggered when you bring that word up. But like Enhancement Shaman, our niche was turning AoE and cleave into single target. 
but we're not even like that good at that anymore. We're just we're not. Like we're we're not. That's not our thing. But feral druids, from the history, as long as I've been doing the show, have always been like we could AOE, but why? They're really good at just tunneling and just keeping all the bleeds rolling and just going on that priority target. And as I bring up, I didn't have this prep for the show. I'm bringing up the Nighthold right now in the last two weeks. Because we're, we're, we're past the two-week mark right now. So logs are now rolled over all the way to 7.2. And outside of the egregious, still ridiculous affliction warlocks right now, which, you know... Uh, if you yeah. if you ignore them, I'm looking at the 90th percentile mythic all boss aggregate. I mean, Feral is above the top of the pack, 87.4 yeah. percent, whereas Frosty K is only 90.6. So, yeah, Feral drills are terrible, but they're right there at the top. <laughs> it's so bad, but they're doing just fine. Well, if you ask the forums or anything, they'll say, but it's not max. I I know. <laughs> Even so, 50th percentile heroic, which is where most of the forum rabble, I would argue, comes from. Then, yeah, Feral Druid falls down. Feral Druid definitely falls down. And Enhancement Shaman goes up, which is just RNG and skill cap, obviously, at this range, but uh, not to dog on players too much. But again, Affliction Warlock's still up there. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But, Affliction XD. I think, I think there is some fairness about thinking Feral isn't super strong. It certainly is, it isn't super, there's a lot of things you need to know to play it well, I think. Like, for example, while I said the AoE is good, and it is, it is also true that if you go for that AoE, you do give up a lot of single target. Right. And it can be hard sometimes to make the right decisions in that regard. And I do think especially, uh, especially lower players, like in Heroic or maybe uh, starting out in Mythic, do make uh, the wrong decisions a lot about this and do maybe go single target when they shouldn't or the reverse. And I think that actually does harm the perception of class a lot. Um, there's also the fact that we used to be a single target tunneler spec, right? That that used to be the one thing we did, that, mm -hmm. that that's the circle niche. But we aren't that good at it right now. We were in EN, but nowadays, if you go full tunnel mode, if you look at boss damage, we're probably not at the top, right? We Maybe average, I don't know exactly, but around there, I guess. I think top third, but like affliction, frost, assassination. Yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah. you aren't you aren't necessarily gonna win the, the single target DPS meter on a patchwork fight, right? If you're a feralid, and that's obviously if if that's what you know you pick the class for, or, or that's what you imagine feral to be, then yeah, you're probably gonna be disappointed a lot because we aren't gods at that anymore in any way. Yeah. I'd say Feral now is more of a balanced DPS, right? We have decent at most things, but maybe we aren't extraordinarily at something specific, which I think yeah. is a better place to be myself because it makes me more uh, attractive in a raid group for like progression. But obviously, it if you live to be top of your damage meter, it, it might not be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a perception. I've been looking through different Warcraft log pieces here, and I guess the best patchworky fight to look at, I guess, is probably Starboy, like Star Augur. And as you say, I'm looking at 99th percentile mythic, so like the best of the best parses looking at here. Of course, warlocks and frost mages, because of their nonsense right now. Um, you know, pfft, the staircase is pretty steep, but yeah, Feral falls like almost smack dab in the middle on a 98% yeah. pure single target fight. So. 
it's... I think part of that, to be fair, is that Feral doesn't have a lot of RNG potential. Ah, okay. So at the very top end, we're underrepresented because we don't tend to have like the obscene enhancement or affliction RNG passes. We mm. randomly do like 500k more DPS than we normally would. We've got a bit, but it's pretty tame. Right. No, for sure. And that's why, again, looking at these logs to clarify what's happening here is Affliction Warlocks and Demonology Warlocks are having huge swings because of the Whispers in the Dark trinket. And Frost Mages, it's their, is it the Ice Lance gloves and then, like, lag manipulation to do the double Ice Lance shatter? There's, there's some dodgy things. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> not incredibly intentional. The the trinket stuff is fine. The trinket is way too strong. It's like the Rune of, or what was it, the, was it the Rune, Rune of Origination? Back in Throne. Oh. And HFC. And HFC. Yeah, because you can't have the whole <laughs> tier. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's definitely a thing that needs to be addressed slightly. Because for the most part, DPS balance in Legion has been really good. Like an 8 to 10% variance. Un until, like, the last two weeks. <laughs> it's definitely gotten a little bit skewed. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, Chet was bringing up the whole, you know, Feral has a skill cap. You know, without much bonus for it, you know, normally high risk for high reward. I mean, the difficulty they play the spec has definitely been a thing that's always been on the forefront. Do you, I mean, Guilty, do you have any thoughts on, like, because you don't have RNG and it's hard to play the spec, but you're very, very smooth the whole way through, like you can control yeah. everything, outside of a little Pretty bit of much. Omen of Clarity, but... Omen of Clarity and Ashmane's Rip are the only two real R, and of course the generic stuff like crits. Are there only two real RNG like? But as we, we talked about this yesterday a bit, um, I think people psych themselves out of Feral. I don't think it's actually extremely hard. I think people just get scared and uh, yeah, they psych themselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Realistically, the spec isn't mechanically hard to play. It's just under as Zan mentioned, it's just understanding a few core like concepts. And once you've got those core concepts, it becomes easily apparent what you should be doing. And I should say it's concepts that maybe aren't shared so much with other specs. Like a lot of specs, for example, are similar in that you want to cast things, you know, as often as you can, like always be casting or similar. Yeah. And and that's, for example, a concept that doesn't exist for Feral at all. Mm. In fact, you would hurt yourself if you tried to do that. So, so yeah, a combination of cycling themselves out and uh, it being different to other stuff. Fair enough. So the Mage Tower has been a thing in the past couple of weeks, and the Artifact Challenge appearances. Uh, so Feral Druids have an impossible foe, which is Agatha, the Imp Mother. And uh, I'll let Guilty, do you, do you want to plug Zan? Or does it, does yeah, Zan, Zan can do it. Zan's the big boy who one-shot it. Well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it means I don't know too much about it, after all. Like, no, yeah. it is... It is an interesting challenge because it kind of highlights what we were talking about earlier, where people don't really understand our strengths. Because it is basically an ad fight where the challenge is in killing ads as fast as you can and handle them. And we have excellent tools for that, like Brutal Slash. Yet people insist on not picking Brutal Slash and playing with Blood Talons and try to single target imps down. Yeah. And uh, I do think that that makes it harder. If it, It's perfectly doable, you can do it, but it does make it harder, and for no real reason. 
so I bashed my head in about 20 times into it playing BT to try and realistically I, you can probably make it work on um, US uh, two shot it playing BT so you can definitely make it work I just it's realistically worth it to do it when you've got tools like brutal slash to it's Manoroth is really it's an AOE fight not a uh, single target fight and even even word up's jumping on the whole brutal slash thing. I don't know. I don't know if he's joking a little bit right now, but we brought up brutal slash <laughs> when we were talking about the mage tower, and it's just butchery on survival hunter, and that's in the same vein, sort of what has accelerated survival hunter to be so good in night hold right now is because of how much like bursty nonsensical AOE and priority ad crap comes out of nowhere. So. Those abilities, Brutal Slash, Butchery, those kind of things are really good right now. So, even though the scaling is very different between the two abilities, but... Yeah. No, it's uh, it's really good. As far We've never really had Burst AoE before, mm. outside of like way back in Wrath or something, but Brutal Slash is big Burst AoE, and it's, uh, yeah, it's nice to have when you can press a button and just annihilate a pack. That's very true. Yeah, and chat brings up it cost me. Butchery definitely scales from target scaling because it gains more from the uh, artifact trait, whereas Brutal Slash does not. But uh, yeah, it's... I mean they're not they're not the same strength, but sure. it is similar kind of abilities, right? Like they feel similar to a lot of both AOE. But how did you then guilty? You you took a lot longer on the artifact challenge then, so you obviously have a little bit more experience with it. I've done the enhancement and havoc ones myself at this stage, but. Since Zan just walked in in one shot, he doesn't know much about this fight. So, what, what did you think of the uh, the Mage Tower challenge for for Feraldry? I I really enjoyed it. I think for because obviously it's for multiple classes, right? But for how many classes it is, I think it actually does a really good job of making you use all of your tools as a Feraldry. Um, so obviously brutal slash um, for the AOE, but you can also use roots and one of our artifact traits, hardened roots which stops bleeds from breaking our roots. So you can bleed the imps and then you can root them so they can't run to the boss and you can deal with the other one because obviously they spawn in a pair. Um, you can use stuns, knockbacks, uh, kiting imps, dodging stuff. I think it did a really good job of making us use all our tools far better than I expected considering it was a generic challenge. Mm -hmm. yeah. and have, have either of you tried or... or been successful with the guardian druid one because in that same vein the tanks however have one for all of them and that's been nerfed and nerfed like at least twice now because... yeah, yeah so no yeah i've um, i've beaten the guardian one as of this morning oh, okay i had a uh, two wipes on it on the preview no i had a five million wipe on it on the previous incarnation before the nerfs and then went in this morning and killed it there were quite substantial nerfs yeah which is... Yeah, that one's similar to Feral. It makes you use all your tools as a guardian. And again, lots of fun. I've enjoyed both of them so far. Okay. It was weird that the tank challenges, and of course we'll talk to two guardian druids, maybe even three, next week's show, but it's funny how the tank challenge was so DPS-oriented, which I guess they just didn't know how to make it challenging-ish without requiring tanks, because obviously DPSing in Legion is sort of part and parcel to how your active mitigation works for most of the time. You know, ray generation or whatever have you, resource generation, but it felt 
better now with the the current tone down uh, and tone up of uh, I'm kind of it's... disappointed with the nerfs to be frank I think it was too much I it was super tight before and that was what was fun maybe this is being a DPS player talking but and how tight it was was really enjoyable I think I don't know I think tanks don't DPS as much as they should because mm. uh, let's face it active mitigation isn't too complicated in legion so you might as well and if like 10k extra dps or 20k extra dps or however much like if you're a dps and you can do 10 to 20k extra dps by doing something better you're going to but 10 20k dps from a tank is the same as 20k dps from a dps yeah that's very true that's very true and zan you haven't you haven't dabbled in that at all have you um i've tried it a bit uh not since the latest nerf really but yeah I, 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 in general, note on, on the challenges is that I like them being hard, I, and I think it's great content. I love the more solo stuff. Um, it, it, it's not, you know, just hard for the sake of being hard, but I do think right. having a challenge you work towards is, is really rewarding. And I'm actually kind of disappointed that I killed the fair one so quickly because I would have liked to do um, more of that stuff, basically. Yeah, they they should do this at least. Maybe they have to do this like an actual like patch, but they should be repeatable after you've done it just to do it again. Yeah, because you you can never try different things. Like you do the one thing that beats it, and then you're done. I want to okay. see how little gear I can do it in, basically. Or yeah, challenging yourself, or you know, bragging rights, or whatever, or something like that. Yeah, that'd be really fun, but you just can't redo them. They're just it's just gone. Yeah. So make them repeatable would be a huge thing that would be really beneficial. Make say yeah, hundred nether shard cost, but just to do it again. Just yeah, I don't get why they didn't do that. Like, yeah. I, I was super disappointed when I realized it. Yeah. What even wasn't green fire even repeatable? I, I don't know. think it was, but I don't know. But that's a bit of a different situation because Green Fire had like a long quest line leading up to it. Yeah. Mage Towers is like, for three days you can talk to this NPC and port to somewhere and attack some solo challenge. Yeah. They were repeatable once a week or once per Mage Tower for maybe artifact power or, or something. There could have been achievements tied to it as well. Like beating it in a certain amount of time could have been a thing. Taking at least a bit of damage could have been an achievement. Like they could have done more. But well, I'm not going to get into the, the minutia of how Pet 7.2's buildings are really lackluster. We're just going to... It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. They could have done more, but, you know, we're not going to complain about the content in Legion because it's more than we can handle. For, you know, there's so much PvP to grind. Um, I guess the last little bit for this topic is, are there any major bugs or other awkward tomfoolery bits and pieces with Feral Druid right now that either of you know of? Um, there's a bug with Ashmane's Rip and Moonfire, where if you're Moonfire and Blood Talons, where if you're if you've got two stacks of Blood Talons, and you proc Ashmane's Rip with Moonfire, then it will consume a stack of Blood Talons when it normally doesn't. Um, hmm. But that's it doesn't really it's not really game changing now, and even when you do, it doesn't make an enormous difference. It's a bit rare. It's just annoying when it does happen. Okay. I mean, there's but, a ton of small bugs as well, but it isn't anything I'd say that is too big that you have to think about. If you do use the chest, for example, there's a which empowers or affinities like um, 
it will toggle on and off seemingly at random and like sometimes it just doesn't work and you don't get extra range or the extra defense from guardian affinity or whatever and sometimes it works and it's really odd that's probably the the biggest one actually that's um that's a shout out from craneth in chat um our four piece which we bleed you have on the target is 15 percent increased damage for shred and swipe brutal slash replaces swipe but four piece doesn't apply to it which is really mm. unfortunate because uh, that would be a bit obscene and a lot of fun. Yeah, but normally that's an awkward one-to-one -one because that, that's that been a lot of a back and forth. I play Havoc and Enhancement as my two uh, main focuses and anything that affects, like, at least in the, the parody, when things affect Storm Strike, they affect Wind Strike. You know, when things affect Chaos yeah. Strike, they affect Annihilation. So I don't know why if you have something that affects swipe and that gets replaced by brutal slash, it doesn't affect brutal slash. And the weird thing being that our trait that increases the damage of swipe does affect brutal slash. Uh, see so we assume it's a bug, but <laughs> they haven't said anything about it and they haven't fixed it. Yeah. So who knows at this point? That's that's one of those like, you know, hashtag just blizzard things, I guess. Yep. So I don't want to like it, keep it's, um, Yeah, go no, ahead. It's worth saying that the, the brutal slash uh, such a uh, bonus thing is actually kind of big in a way where if it was actually working, it wouldn't necessarily make our AOE yes. that much better, but it would make it a lot better of a choice on single target, yeah, or cleaving like two targets. Situation. So, so it is kind of unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we That's go over. One. This is something we we definitely we dive into this a lot. And if you were able to check out the, the BTS podcast, we ranted about this for a while about the hashtag just Blizzard things and brought up a whole bunch of things we were talking about and how they just make some more complicated for themselves and, and Feral yep. Druid weapon damage to attack power, all this other nonsense. So check out the, the BTS podcast for more on that. But anything else on this first half of the show or are we ready to move on? Uh, I, I want to complain about um, Rebirth. <laughs> Oh. Battle res. Oh, okay. Which yeah, someone okay. has pointed out in the chat, and I hate this. We are the only druid spec that has to shift out of form to use battle res unless we use a proc on it. And that proc happens to be Predator Swiftness, which turns into Blood Talons. Mm. So we either sacrifice two charges of 50% increased damage for our next two abilities, or we go out of form. We're the only druid spec that has to do this. Please fix it. When you cast Predatory Swiftness Regrowths on yourself, though, you cast it in cat form, right? Yeah. You do, yeah. But the, the but problem is that normally you would spend all these charges on um, Regrowth for Blood blood Talents, sure. which is actually a DPS ability, right? Yeah. So what you're giving up is, is one of our biggest, uh, indirectly, one of our biggest DPS abilities, uh, which is a substantial DPS loss whenever we have to use it, unless you have the Legendary Boots. Uh, in which case it's slightly smaller, but it is still a substantial loss. And for other specs, for example, Guardian pays 10 rage, I think it is, or maybe 20 rage, but it's it's a small rage cost, which that's fair enough. Like if it was an energy cost, but uh, it always works in form, um, that would be f fine. Uh, it would be way easier to pay that than, than the awkwardness of trying to kind of not waste the blood talent charges and swap out of form. It's really, really annoying. Not even on the GCD for Resto. Hmm. That does seem like it's a... 
Yeah, Restoration Druid can just fire it off, which is yep. fine, because that's it's it's Restoration. But if you're a Balanced Druid, you stay in Boomkin form. If you're yep. a Guardian Druid, you stay in Bear form. Yep. But if you're a Cat, it shifts you out. Yep. I never well, noticed that before. Damage. That that should probably be fixed. That's a small annoyance, for sure. Yep. Because if you can already... That's why I brought up the regrowth thing. If you can regrowth yourself or other people for Blood Talons with Predatory Swiftness in cat form, why can't you also rebirth from cat form? Yeah. So they could also make it so that when you spend Predatory Swiftness on something, then it gives you Blood Talons no matter what spell you cast it on. That's also true. You could, yeah. So mm -hmm. they could do... Shout out to our Resto Druid who always reses so we don't have to res. Yeah, well, we had... Oh, God. We had that argument before in, in a recent raid between our DK and our Warlock and how... It costs too many resources for the DK, but it, it's too much of a cast time for the Warlock. I was like, is this happening right now? <laughs> it's a global, or it's like, what, 20 runic power or something? <laughs> like, it, it is kind of odd that it's an uneven cost, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. if Resta had it cheaper, but but the fact that it's uneven between the other Druzbix is kind of weird. And, and for Feral, it's just annoying. Like, you, yeah. you kind of have to cast it at five combo points so that you don't waste the uh, Blood Talons. And it's like, okay. So now I have, if I just use the finisher and I need to rest someone, like, for DPS, I would wait until I have five combo points. Obviously, you don't want to do that. So then you give up even more DPS by casting it instantly. It, it It's a really awkward situation. It's not the end of the world, I guess. But sure. it kind of it kind of means that you don't rest. And I don't think that's necessarily a good incentive. We'll have to wait and see. That seems like a pretty easy fix to be done that just adds rebirth to the castable spell table for Feral Druids while you're in form. That could be a hotfix for all we know, so. But, sounds good to me. Alright, we're gonna move this on because we have a whole lot of mathy topics on the future and a lot of things to go through. And of course, I'm gonna plug a few things right now in the little middle section here. So again, thank you to everyone that's supporting the show and allowing me to continue doing this on Patreon. If you're not aware, the VOD section or highlight section on this stream now is now for subscribers only, mostly to make people watch the YouTube cut. We put a lot of time into making sure the YouTube cut of this show is put together all nice, with all the information, all the different links, all of the, the bookmarks, etc. So if you've missed part of the show, you can go check it out on YouTube. Of course, you can check out the iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play music audio-only versions. Just search for Final Boss TV. Or you can go to finalboss.tv, the website. I'll link down below. And just listen to it audio-free, you know, video-free, audio-only on the website as well. But, again, another big shout-out to the, the main... The main support for the show is uh, Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Dalthier, and Tachinori, the assistant producers of Final Boss TV. There are still some spots left, and you get direct access to, to me all the time. I should, that, are we just doing phrasing? But again, as well, there are additional podcasts. We've referenced it a few times. If you want to check out all the other stuff that we talked about for Fail Druids, go check out the BTS podcast on Patreon. Or if you'd like to support the show in a more physical means and get one of these. Just soak that in. This is by Faye Bellina. These are available on the official Design by Humans store. Linked also down below. You can check out the little final bosses that are down there or the Demon Within shirt. Or any of the commemorative ones that I put together for the past guilds. You can check those all out down there. Or of course, because you can't battle res in feral form, you can get this one and wear it to BlizzCon 
and uh, just go find this silly sparkle dragon and blame him for everything that you can't do that you want to do. But mostly get a Fabelina shirt because they're too adorable. Look at that little Illidan! Oh, Sylvanas' little feet! You can go check that out. And again, YouTube is the main focus. If you haven't checked out uh, any of the past shows, you can do that. Everything is put together in seasons by the year. So here is all the past shows, of course. The Holy Discipline, Vengeance, and you can keep going more and more and more down here. All the ones for 2017. Or you can check out the old shows. Go back in time. Check out the shows from last year or previous years or even even farther back even. You can go watch how this Photoshop was put together. Why is Novel kissing Preacher? Hmm. Strange. But all that stuff and more on the side videos are all on the YouTube channel linked down below. But that's enough about me and this show. Let's talk about all the stats for Feldreds. You ready? <laughs> that yeah. inhale. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that inhale. Are you, are, are you ready? I mean, geez. <laughs> but um, you have it listed up pretty well here in your your document, though, Zan. You want to just give like a quick little little recaparoo here of what sort of what Kitty Druids care about in prioritizing for secondary stats and maybe gems and enchants and neck enchant kind of priority. Sure. So with secondary stats, uh, in general. All of them are somewhat close. Haste is behind the others, generally speaking. Um, but they are pretty close. So in general, you go for eye level if you don't care. And if you want to min-max, you have to simulate yourself. Like, that's the only way to know exactly how they rank up against each other. Um, as, a, as a very rough guideline, though, like I would say mastery and crit and verse are all usually around the same and you kind of balance them with a, with slightly more mastering crate than verse, but you kind of balance them. And haste is like not horrible if you get it, but not something you actively aim for. Mm -hmm. uh, agility is still our best stat, fortunately, unlike some. Um, so that's that's good. Agility is nice. Okay, so Feral, uh, doesn't, Feral is not getting to a point right now where some secondary stat is above a primary, so you still want so eye level is sort of still the is all be all for the most part, because of agility. Yeah, it's 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 getting closer to that, but it's not there yet. Yeah, so eye level is still a good guideline for armor and for jewelry, less so, but still um, somewhat like that. Like as long as it has one of mastering crit on it, and generally speaking, that holds for jewelry as well. Okay, yeah, I think I think enhancement just tips over the the line where agility is barely better than haste right now. I mean, we're talking like barely, like point zero two or something in my last sim. It's like you're barely hanging on there. And they tried to fix this in the seven one five where they rebalance secondaries and whatnot, but secondary stats still too strong. Yeah. A little bit, little bit too strong still. So, anything to add to to stats and whatever? I don't think. Did Zan mention Neck Enchant? I think, are you still running uh, Hidden Satyr? Satyr? Okay. Yeah. Um, not really much to add. Zan's the uh, stat expert. Right. There's chats making jokes, yeah. Sim yourself for stats, to be honest. Of course, of course. It's just the easy way. Um, yeah, yeah and, and, and for potions, I guess I should go through that, actually, as well. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. So, so, so potions are sort of straightforward. You can use Double Old War, and that's probably not going to be suboptimal, but it is 
uh, if you have and the higher gear you get, it matters more. Uh, if you use Olor with your heroism, so you will you if you're here on Poe, you will use it as your pre-pot, and if you're here later, you will save and use Olor with that. And you can use prolonged power for the other potion, and it's not a big DPS loss. It's it's very similar actually. It might even be ahead in some weird situations, but but generally speaking, yeah. So so that's fine if you wanna be a little cheap and save some money, you can use prolonged power. Well, there's there's always been a, a bit of a back and forth on what specs gain the most benefit from the old war echoes, and normally those that have damage amps or, or multipliers or get so many attacks off in that time to finagle the RPPM nonsense that old war has. So, is that do you actually have anything that amps the damage of old war? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Savage Roar and and Tiger's Fury if it happens to be up, yeah, both affects it. Zerk too, I believe. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Berserk does as well. Really? Oh, the Berserk damage from bonus from your artifact. Yep. Oh! Yeah, there's... Enhancement doesn't get any of that. We just <laughs> prolonged power all day, baby! So, yeah, we have nothing that, that gives it any bonus. So, I just... Which is fine, because of we want the agility for longer as we slam out Storm Strikes for longer and longer and longer, but... There are no feel-good points. For fairly, is there is any math behind crit or mastery or anything like that that starts to work better with the spec or? So there is no um, higher crits. Yes. Oh, what? Guilty? Yeah, high, slightly higher crits. People prefer playing with because obviously it makes combo points smoother. It oh. might not necessarily be optimal. People enjoy playing with it. Zan has um, more to say, I'm sure. Yeah, like there is no such thing as a breakpoint in this regard. Like people like to invent okay. breakpoints for some reason, but there is no such thing. But what I would say is haste, even though it may not be the best simming DPS stat, it does have a big impact on how it feels to play, I think. Like it does make it easier. You get margins everywhere in the rotation where otherwise you may be tight on resources. You are not when you have a little bit more haste or you have very much, very like large amount of crit as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it does matter in a sense where if you go from a fresh character at 110 to a maxed out 910 or something it 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 will feel different it will be a bit easier you will have a lot more spare resources but it isn't uh, mathematically something that matters like there's no point where you would uh, get more dps or where crit would lose value or anything like that there's no uh i don't know if this is a troll in chat or not oh god <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you sometimes you gotta cap. ask things. Yeah, well, is it, um, is there any haste for an extra tick of rip? Oh, or anything like okay, that? we're being mean for haste. No, um, bleeds don't scale with haste. Okay, I wanna make sure. I, yeah. I knew that doesn't change. Yeah. Cause, yeah. But making sure. <laughs> yeah, no. We haste because people seem to hate haste. And in HFC, that was fair enough. We really did hate haste in HFC. But nowadays, haste is, it's not our best stat, but it's pretty solid. And depending on how your other stats work out, like on um, on Zan's last sim for his character, haste was actually ahead of verse, and it's only like two points behind crit or something. Mm. So haste is solid. It's not your best stat. If you don't have much of it, it becomes better. Um, as we were talking about Brutal Slash earlier, haste is really good for Brutal Slash if you're looking at the overall AoE and not burst AoE. Um, but yeah, haste, decent. Hey, people hate it for some reason. Brutal slash 
haste is that it would it reduces the cooldown is that or the recharge yep. time recharge time yep okay yeah it's got a Which 12, 12 second for yeah 12 second recharge and then in the regards of energy regeneration for haste every 10% haste is one energy per 10 yep. And then okay. obviously you get more energy indirectly from Omen of Clarity procs. Yep. From auto attack speed. Because the procs per minute old yep. system that it's still grandfathered in. Give us our PPM, please. So we can stop RNGing. Yeah, basically. Because that's, that's a resource RNG that is not... It's frustrating because you can't... You don't have any ebb and flow to it. I'll you can get... on it. Yeah. So then I'd we really have... Oh, we really, really what? Really like if they got rid of it and just gave us, I don't know, like two extra energy per second and just buy open of clarity. Oh, remove the That'd be great. Fair enough. That's, yeah, I don't think I'll do that. I mean, maybe, uh, again, we don't know what's happening. Maybe Feral Drew hasn't been talked about in 7.25 yet because there are, there are some things on the horizon. We'll have to, of course, wait, wait and see about that one. But we have some tier 19, which we're sitting in right now. And your tier 19 set bonus with the Garb of the Astral Warden is your two pieces that Thrash generates one combo point if it hits at least one target. And your four pieces Shred and Swipe deal a 15% increased damage for each bleed effect you have on the target, which we talked about earlier. That bonus does not affect Brutal Slash. But an overall... Guilty, you just kind of, we kind of talked about this with Omen of Clarity because that has synergy with your current tier 19. How does tier 19 work out overall for, for Feral? Uh, it's pretty solid. It's about 7% DPS increase, so it's not the best, but it's entirely respectable. It's really unfortunate that Thrash giving you one combo point is an uh, insanely minimal single target increase. Mm. Um, so really, once you get two-piece, you kind of, you still don't have a set. It, it feels really good, and I really like it. I'm going to miss it when it's gone, but it's just not a big DPS increase. Um, yeah, four-piece, nice DPS increase. Um, four-piece is actually really nice because it props up some of our stat deficiencies, like uh, weapon DPS. It makes haste better. It makes um, the legendary boots better. Unfortunately, it makes legendary gloves worse, but such is life. And that to make sure we're on the because the omen of clarity thing is that when when omen of clarity procs in most situations for feral, you use that on thrash because it costs like fifty yeah. energy or something, right? Yeah, it costs a lot of energy, fifty. Energy. So and then it obviously buffs your shreds. Right. So then you get omen of clarity synergy with the two piece to give thrash to give you the extra bleed and to give you the extra free combo point in this situation. Yep. But just not a huge impact but i mean at least it has some back and forth there and that's gonna be gone in tier 20 you don't have zan you don't have anything on the horizon that pharaoh looks like they're gonna want to keep the two-piece though there's obviously the the finagling that people are keeping their two pieces and trying to get like 929 titan forged going forward or even farming nighthold when we're in tier 20 any of that nonsense uh, no no fortunately not the fact that the two-piece is basically not a dps increase on its own makes it so that that's not a real concern. Um, I would mm -hmm. be more afraid, honestly, of M plus spamming Koss and Arcway for the uh, Yasin's Ruse set, which is actually pretty good. Oh. Um, the 2P set from there, if you can get a decent Titan Forge, probably still going to be good to equip, I'm, I imagine. That's the, is that the crit 
the crit proc? Or... Mastery. It mastery for us. Oh, yeah. mastery for for Pharaoh. Oh. Yeah, there's there's some outliers that are still hanging around, and as the eye level cap continues to go forward, I I really hope, and I hope, and this is one of the things I really hope happens in seven point two point five before Tomb comes out, is they lock off Legion Tier One gear at nine two five. They really should. Uh, that would be nice. I think our tanks would be uh, a bit sad about not being able to farm Emerald Nightmare for a uh, 980 eye level BTI or whatever, but <laughs> I'd uh, like it. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. It's a, it's a fine system if we're going to deal with Warforge, Titanforge, but having it continue on forward, because you're going to get some LFR nut that comes out with, you know, Again, like a 980 Bloodthirsty Instinct, and it's going to break the game wide open, or they're going to get... Because Whispers in the Dark, again, talking about the, the Warlock problem right now, if that can keep going up and up and up, the percentages on the trinket keep going up and up and up and up and up. So they better nip that in the bud before it happens, because that's... Obscene. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it is worth saying, though, that the entire scaling thing is pretty messed up still in Legion. They have kind of try to band-aid fix it a bit by like changing the scalings in 715 but the same problem is still there which is yes you can get really high titan fortress and on trinkets for example and they can be really good but on the other hand secondaries don't scale very well with item level so your 980 eye of command or whatever may not be that good or and your 980 um crystal is probably going to be pretty shit even though it's really good now uh, just because of the fact that secondaries just don't scale very well. Yeah. That's well, a global we... problem with trinkets, really, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly with trinkets, but it is it is like a general thing that the, the scaling isn't super straightforward with Titanforge, even though you'd think it, it, it would be. They just, hearkening back to the BTS podcast again, they make some things way more difficult than they should be right now. <laughs> So hopefully they put a cap on Legion Tier 1 gear, so... But the future, Tumas Argaris, around the corner here, maybe early June, based on our rumor mill and early predictions, we've got the Tier 20, the Stormheart Rainment, which you've got the two pieces, you gain two energy each time Rip deals damage. And you get your four pieces, Rip deals 15% increased damage, and lasts eight seconds longer. Zan, what have you guys figured out about your tier 20 on the future here? What's, what's it look like? Yeah, so it's actually really good, which is nice. Um, the two-piece is a small but reasonable DPS increase single target, and it is scales really well with in cleave. So if you're council fight and you're cleaving two, three targets with rip, that's going to uh, have a big impact on how many rips you can maintain and your uptimes, and that's, that's really good. Um, and the four-piece is just really good really strong. I think 2 plus 4 is like 12 to between 12 and 15% single target damage increase versus not having a set. And that's that's pretty good. Um, I, there's a little bit of a caveat there. We don't know how the 4-piece works exactly. Like if it works so you get, always get 8 seconds or if you get less if you have Jagged Wounds. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's the latter, but not sure yet. And, and if it's eight seconds regardless, then, well, that's going to be very, very good. Broken. Yeah, very, very, very good. 
I'm showing off your tier 20 on screen right now. Sadly, you're one of the specs that won't actually be able to uh, ever look like this and have the oh. crazy pop-out faces and whatnot because you're going to be a look. cat. It does look the mythic set with the uh, animations. It's, uh, it's pretty snazzy. It is pretty snazzy. And it's all, it's all harkening back to Black Temple gear. It's all uh, that sort of rebuild. So there's obviously all the different um, colors and model stuff. You can check all these out on MMO Champions Tier 20 Model Viewer. But they're, it looks really good. The, the texture, high quality. You have like the bone strap chest piece, kind of like what uh, Bane has, but it doesn't look like it's from... I mean, it's not perfect, but it's like it's from like circa 1998 graphic textures. So, <laughs> But it looks pretty good. Is there anything in the tier 20 realm right now that you're looking at trinket-wise? I was not part of the notes, but I was wondering with your, your tier 20 and how trinkets are changing, a lot of trinkets right now in the Dungeon Journal are like totally busted and don't even like look like they're done yet, but... Yeah. Anything on the horizon you guys have, have looked at? Well, it it's all up to tuning at the moment. It doesn't look like they've been tuned at all. So at the moment, they're all uh, pretty catastrophically bad. But uh, <laughs> obviously that probably won't go live. I was going to say won't, but I'm going to say probably. Um, yeah. The, uh, the interesting one to look at, I think, is the Cinder Trinket, which obviously um, could potentially be pretty busted. Um, we're going to end up in an era where we have to tell people that you can only use this trinket if five other people in your raid also have this trinket, which should be interesting. I, I'm all for that. It scales with my master, <laughs> so bring it on. Bring that trinket right here, right now. Oh, yeah. it's gonna, I'm going to have to FAQ about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it is. I haven't looked so much at the trinkets, I should say, because yeah, it's, you know, they, they can be tuned and will be tuned, and they might be tuned after release as well, who knows. And. So, yeah, when we are closer to Tomb launching, we'll take a more thorough look on what's actually good for us or not. But I would say, I do think the designs are interesting. It's nice that they've gone back to making with more interesting trinkets as opposed to, you know, uh, the pretty boring uh, dungeon trinkets that has been around now for most of the expansion. Well, why I brought and, up... Like your five flavors of uh, Memento <laughs> Finger Boda. Oh, I know. I know. I, I just got a 910 foci, and I did a ton of simming with all the different combinations of trinkets, and they're all within, like, 4-ish to 6,000 DPS of each other, and I'm already simming at, like, 850k, so I'm like, so basically, it doesn't matter what trinkets I wear. Alright. Like, you should see my foci. Uh, what did you get? 925 socketed. A, a 925 socketed? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty snazzy. Well, bringing up trinkets chat, though, I think, yeah. you do have a um a feral trinket simulation up here for tier nineteen right now that WordUp has put together on icy veins. Uh, I assume this is mostly still accurate as it is right now. But I wanted to, I wanted to point out so night blooming frond and the the draft of souls, which come up a lot with feral. I I get. Draft of Souls, again, any class that can put any damage into the ability to use Draft of Souls, Warriors, Feral Druids, Assassination Rogues, etc. They actually get a little more bonus out of it. So that's that makes sense to be up there for Feral, but why is the Frond so high? The reason for that is because we have baseline always 1.0 attack speed, 
it, mm. it is improved by haste, but it is always one. Which means that when we get a proc, we will always get it to 15 if you're on the target all the time. And um, and additionally, obviously, we have a lot of damage multipliers, like Savage are always up, and the other stuff like TF and Berserk can be up. And that that's basically it. It makes it really strong, especially also, during Hero. Two-hander. So we don't miss. So for instance, yeah, rogues yeah. have fast attack speed, but their offhand attacks can miss. But Feral two-hander, so your attacks can't miss. Well, that, that brings up, so clarify this real quick point. You, you guys have daggers? You don't have a two-hander? What's going on here? So we have daggers, but when you're in a cap form, it magically turns into a two-hander. Um, and okay. it doesn't tell you that anywhere, but it does. So um, magic. And additionally, it's a very special two-hander that's also very fast and special for cat... Yeah, just cat things, basically, but yeah. <laughs> So it, it never may it it's like it behaves like a two hander that's extremely fast. That's basically it. Yeah. So that would make sense. So that's the I mean night blooming fraud is not bad for enhancement. Like I have a nine hundred and there are windows of time where it feels great if it procs and it gets like eleven, twelve, thirteen stacks and then reapplies and stays at fifteen for the whole duration. And we get a whole bunch of wind strikes procs, so we're slamming down like maces at dagger speed. But the missing point is definitely a big thing because it only works on auto attacks. And if your offhand misses, you just lose damage. So it's a it's a modicum, but that's a good point to bring up with Feral is that you don't miss your auto attacks. Yeah, that's from this uh, trinket, which is really good if it refreshes and, you know, sometimes it doesn't proc at all. Right. And and that's obviously a thing. And also sometimes it procs when you're running away from Gul'dan. Of and course. that's also not great. So, you know, there's <laughs> there's drawbacks to it. And th that's yeah. why I think Draft of Souls doesn't always sim that well, but it is very controllable, which is definitely a benefit in itself. Right. That's very true. Because again, if you're in a Savage Roar, Tiger's Fury window and you draft, you amplify its damage. So... Yep. Whereas for me, again, nothing. I can do yeah. Havoc okay because of Nemesis, but nothing for me. It's poop. It's, it's poop. Total poop. But I mean, Chaos Talisman being way up here is, I mean, if you get a high level one, you know, in your Mythic Weekly box. Oh, um, Eye of Command, obviously really strong. Uh, Tirithon's Betrayal was up here and it's interesting to me. That's like... Is that a crit? It's a crit stastic with that proc on it, isn't it? Why? It's agility. Uh, agility, actually. Agility, agility, okay. So that's why. It's an on use. Oh, oh, it's the on use auto attack. Bam, bam. Oh, okay. Again, yeah, so kind of. Shield does damage. Yeah. Kind of like, like the Draft of Souls. And again, things you can amplify with damage that I can't. Haha. -ha. Um, <laughs> I, I like to see that your, your statistic reign, which is the wrap up point for this, is that. Statistics don't look that good. They're up there, but they're not up there. Yeah, is... that's right. It's it's basically with the fell trinkets is that we, since we like agility more than secondaries, we aren't as affected by the statistics overpoweredness hmm. of others. Like, yes, they're good, obviously. And I wouldn't cry if I got a good statistic, but it's nowhere near the same. Like I would always use two stat sticks that some people have. That's that we don't have that, and, and yeah, that's kind of nice, I guess. Okay. And then Zan has this giant section on his guide about legendaries, but I want to bring up if you have anything that's super 
important to note about different legendaries. If you have anything you wanted to, to go over, I don't know, Guilty, do you want to take this or just defer to Zan on this one? I'm not sure. Yeah, legendaries are kind of use the ones that you get, use the ones that you enjoy, really. They don't make an enormous difference. As I mentioned yesterday, I've been using gloves for the last three raids, despite them technically not being the best legendary anymore, just because uh, I like the way that they play. Um, but yeah, not a huge deal to do with our legendaries. Apart from Lufa wrappings. Lufas are OP on AoE, mm -hmm. and it's a little ridiculous how good they are on AoE, because it's 75% increased damage on Thresh. Uh, yeah, 75% is a big number. <laughs> Well, it's damage and radius of Thrash, and then you get into the area where you add in, which is like the stupidest and also most ridiculous talent in the world, which is Balance Affinity, and then you're AOEing the entire room. So, yeah. There's, yep. and there's through doors and, and Pyacord of Stairs and <laughs> all of those things. The entire room and the next three rooms. Yeah. We can talk about this though. I mean, Zanny, anything else you want to? Because there's, there's Echo Wraith. That's the chest that improves the balance affinity stuff, or all the affinities. But. Yeah, I'll... with Legendaries, I mean, in general, with Legendaries is that they are situational and, and they are pretty strong in their like niche. Like, I guess that's pretty fair to say. Like, for example, yeah, the gloves, Wild Shapers Clutch, isn't like an amazing single target Legendary. Um, but on the other hand, if you're in a council fight and you have them, they're going to do tons of work for you. And you can like have all the rips up all the time and you can maintain service rarities, etc. So like they do have niches where they're really strong and even like the trinket, like that that's really good if you need to burst down and burst AOE something, right? Like, so I would say with, with Feral, Use legendaries for the niche, but otherwise just yeah, pick what you prefer. A lot of people like boots. A lot of people claim the boots is like amazing. They're good. They aren't, they aren't great single target. Like they're fine. Um, it it makes it feel a lot better to play. I agree with that. So you know, just use them if you like them. That's I do think that's good advice. Like don't don't stare too much. If you have like a really weak um piece in some slot and you have a legendary, well that, that might be a good thing to equip just because it's a big item increase. Don't don't care too much about the effects. It's a few percent doesn't really make or break anything. I, I wanted to I want to bring up one in particular, but I was just looking at bringing up the legendaries on screen here. But your the boots, the Aluro Pouncers, Aluro Pouncers, what is that icon? What even is that <laughs> image? What is that? It's like ankle boots, isn't it? it I don't even I don't even I don't even know what it is. It's what expansion is that pulled from? That picture. What <laughs> But I wanted to bring up the Chatoyant Signet real quick, the ring, because it gives you more energy regeneration. It gives you a hundred more energy, and you do have an ability to gain more energy on moment of clarity as we transition over to talents now. Is is that a thing? to have 230 energy as a kitty cat? Like, is that a thing that, that is? Yeah. And then when you proc Berserk and you have the mech from Arcway that gives you 5% more energy, you have 294 energy. Okay. And yet you can't spend it because you <laughs> keep getting more moment of clarity procs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the ring is situationally good. If you can use the addition of pooling, like 
you you run away from the boss or you get a lot of predator procs or something like that yeah. it's it's good for that but in general it doesn't add much and you wouldn't really talent around having the ring like okay. ever you would you, you'd pretend that it's not there basically when you make your talent selections and again it's kind of it, it feels good like i lure pounces underperforms but it feels good but yeah, as Zan said, when you're away from the boss, things like LRF or Goldan, um, bosses like that where you run away, it's quite nice because you can actually make use of the fact that you have 200 extra energy as opposed to it actually just being 100 extra energy at the start of the fight, realistically. Right, okay. Well, how about, Guilty, you want to walk me through like the the current El Clasico build talent wise for for feral druids like what do you what are you mostly romping around in right now talent wise single if we're talking single target the yeah. standard is going to be blood scent um and then on the next tier it'd be i believe that's mobility tier so it's kind of whatever you want there mm -hmm. and then whichever affinity you want obviously balance affinity is amazing utility and then we're looking at i believe that's the savage raw tier so that's a no-brainer that is a bit different because you if you have convergence of fates then you can take uh, incarnation as well for single target but usually it's going to be savage raw obviously spend five combo points get 25 percent increased damage yay <laughs> and then jagged wounds obviously makes your bleeds tick 33 percent faster 33 percent reduced duration um large of a percentage of damage is bleeds obviously that works out to a pretty big damage increase and then a uh, as we've talked about before, or Brutal Slash, but Blood Talons for single target. 50% increased damage for your next two abilities, which snapshots onto your bleeds. Percent increased bleed damage, which is quite nice. We're not going to say no. Of course. I mean, Blood Talons has been a thing for Feral now since, have you had this since Mop, I want to say? Yeah. Like since... Mop, it was called Dream of Scenarius. Oh. What was it? Yeah, Dream of Scenarius. But yeah, it's the same thing, basically. That's when you had Hunched Catform Man, though. So, I mean, you know, rest in peace, Hunched no, Catform Man. No, no, that was Wad. Oh, that's Wad. We also thing. had Dream of Scenarius. Oh, okay. But they, Dream of Scenarius did something different to mop Dream of Scenarius. Oh. They made Dream of Scenarius Blood Talons because reasons. Okay. So, I just changed names, <laughs> but then it's the same. same basically, thing. yeah. So, basically, yeah. they made that row into a um, pure utility row and made Blood Talons its own thing instead of being part of that. Okay. Um, but a few talents that Guilty skipped over is Predator is extremely useful in Nighthold uh, yep. because you can get a lot of procs, like most bosses have adds, which with Predator you gain a lot of energy from, potentially, especially if you play it well and make sure to uh, spend it and make use of all the procs. So that that's something you probably use for like half the boss fights or so, I think. Um, and yeah, Brutal Slash is the main variation, like you would swap to Brutal Slash on a lot, like whenever you need AoE basically, or you can abuse it, hit like more than a few targets, um, every 30 seconds or so, you swap into Brutal Slash. The, um, the other talents are largely not picked. Um, Guilty said you can use Incarnation, which you can, it's fair enough if you have Cough and the that's Convenience of Fate and the tier set. It's mm -hmm. close-ish to Savage Roar, and it is easier probably to play. So it's fair enough, but it isn't. It is 
very rarely going to be just straight better. It's going to be like within a few percent. Yes, yeah, so that's sort of yeah. Okay. I skipped over Soul Forest as well, which Zan doesn't like as much, but I think it has. I think it has niche uses in um, Mythic Pluses where you're not going to take Predator and you want to cleave, but it's super niche. You're not going to use it often. Uh, like yeah, the... I, I would never spec it, so that's my opinion. Right. Well, I guess what would be the Swift Hop here if you want like an AoE build? Like if you're doing Mythic Plus right now and your group is all awkward and you're the one bringing the big AoE, like how would a build change in that regard then? Predator and Brutal Slash are really the two changes you'd make. You'd still take Savage Raw, you'd still take Jagged Wounds. Okay. You'd just take Predator for the Tiger's Fury resets and Brutal Slash for the uh, big bursts. Okay. Yeah, like, Incarnation versus Savage Raw wouldn't matter too much for the AoE thing. Savage Raw does very slightly more AoE, but it's versus is sustained, basically. So that that's... In, in Dungeons, I think both of them are fairly interchangeable. But for AoE, yeah, Brutal Slash and Predator, that's that's the core. And uh, yeah, you never spec out of Jagged Wounds, basically. So Predator's refresh, though, works on any of your bleeds, so just, just the Thrash bleed is enough. Yep, Thrash, okay. Rake, Grip, but you can obviously, in a big pack, you can just Thrash and then spam Tiger's Fury to your heart's content as things die. No, right, absolutely. Which, that gives you more Thrashes, because every time you yeah. just spam down Tiger's Fury, whenever it resets, you get more energy back, so... Yep. That makes the awkward sense. thing to note about Predator is if you one-shot a mob with a with like Rake does direct damage when it first hits, so if you one-shot a mob with that direct damage, then it doesn't reset Tiger's Fury, which is oh. mainly awkward for explosive weak. We have to kill the orbs, so you rake them and you rake crits and they die instantly and you don't get a Predator reset. So it has to be a bleed ticking for it to. It doesn't have to tick, but it has to be like the actual dot has to be applied to the target. Has to be applied. Yeah. Okay. That's not a huge deal. So I brought up all these other ones, and obviously druids uh, in, in the the realm of feral here. You have three tiers that are you know utility tiers. So you could ignore these, but um, and you brought up incarnation and soul of the forest, and we've talked about moment of clarity a little bit, even though it's not a huge deal. But um, uh, so Elude's guidance though is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Sam, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I I really want it to work because I kind of like the um. Well, I know some people may disagree, but I kind of like Warlord's Feral, and it is the bit most akin to that. You get extra points, which you can spend on Savage Roar, and, uh, which makes it slightly less of a thing you have to consider. And also, it doesn't shorten your bleed durations. But unfortunately, it's very, and I hesitate to say it, but it is very clunky to use, because it generates combo points over time, and that's not nice. It's very hard to use them. Mm -hmm. And um, also, it's just numerically undertuned. Like, you can spend them on Ferocious Bite, which we talked about being already very weak. That's not great. Um, I do think it would have, like, this talent probably won't ever be good. Like, I don't think they can tune it to be good. They would have to rework it in some way. Yeah. Fortunately. And then. Which is unfortunate. I think, Guilty, you, you barely talked about Sabretooth earlier in the show. I mean, what's the what's the long and short on Sabretooth, though? Sabretooth, yeah. Obviously, when you bite, it refreshes your rip fully um, and increases the damage of Ferocious Bite by 15%, which isn't a whole lot. Um, it does make it better, but not by much. 
The really awkward thing about Sabretooth is that it is almost viable. Um, it's what, four or five percent behind Jagged Wounds. Um, mm. it's, only, it's only really worth it on single target or cleave. It kind of doesn't do anything for AoE at all. Um, obviously, it does something for cleave in that it refreshes rip on multiple targets if you bite multiple targets. But it is, frankly, the most boring playstyle Feral has ever had <laughs> by the, like a yeah. long way. Because um, Sabretooth is just yeah. a super version of Ferocious Bite's execute mechanic where under 25% yeah. health, Ferocious Bite refreshes the duration to rip anyway. You just that's get a really this... awkward part of it because it doesn't do anything in execute either. Right. So you go from having an execute phase, which is actually reasonably decent, to just it not being there at all. It just yeah. takes buffs out of irritation and just hate. It looks Awful. like it's, it's definitely a weird one because it's in a tier that is so, like, Jagged Wounds is so integral to how the rotation is so focused around you know, Rip Rake and in, in a way not Thrash, but I mean Thrash, Omen of Clarity procs, etc. It's very bleed based. I mean, it's obviously very important that, that bleeds are a huge deal. So getting more combo points instantly and then more that you can't spend exactly because you're energy gated, not great. And then Sabretooth just making the rotation again. I mean, it's a. I always suggest people that are coming back to the game, they always ask, like, what kind of build should I run or whatever. I was like, well, take anything that looks like it's completely passive that doesn't really impact the rotation and just learn and go from there. So I guess Sabretooth is the stepping stone, but it's good to hear that it's at least. It's almost there. So if it, maybe if it gave Ferocious Bite a little bit more damage, it would almost be on the same footing. And then you would just have. A quicker rotation, very bleed focused, or a more cruise control rotation with Sabretooth. So that could be could be a thing in the future, but yeah. that's just numbers. Zan has talked about it. The problem with Jagged Wounds and Sabretooth is that basically they do the exact same thing. So you're always going to take the one that does that thing the best. Better, yeah. Um, so I'm quite happy with Sabretooth where it is. Um, if I'm honest with myself and a little bit harsh, I wish it was worse. Because at the moment there's the potential I might have to use it, but it being slightly worse, but not really, is probably the best place for it. Because it does kind of take it takes all the thought out of our rotation. Which, right. Uh, yeah. Although I want to say it's probably there to be you know an easier talent for people. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you know, but the problem with it is that a lot of people that want an easier rotation probably don't want to play with blood talents and savage roar, and if you don't then, you know, you're completely screwed anyway. Like, in fact, if you play the easiest, most passive route, which is Blood Scent, um, Soul of the Forest, Moment of Clarity, and, and Sabretooth, uh, well, it's a very dull rotation. But in addition to that, it does basically very... Like, it's it's 30-40% worse damage than the best oh, wow. So, you know, like, so like it's it's you basically... All of these are pretty big trade-offs, and, you know, yeah, that just adds up to be a lot if you take all of that. That's a huge swing in in damage that it sounds like. And that's that's not the problem that we sort of that we've talked about this whole show essentially is that that skill ceiling with Feral and the fact that you have uh, once you know what you're doing, as Guilty has talked about multiple times, but to a new player or someone that is still learning Feral Druid, you have to obviously, you know, build and keep up Savage Roar. You have to use Tiger Fury at the appropriate times to A, not waste energy, and B, make sure you're snapshotting that extra damage properly, but then also rotate Blood Talents properly, which normally only happens, of course, 
after you use a combo point because predatory swiftness you get your regrowth you use it on a finisher then use it on your next rip uh or rake like rip rake combo but to a new player what i just rattled off right there I might be like what do i do <laughs> so and that's sort of where feral has been for a while so so it, it's interesting that there is very much a a cruise control spec to get your feet wet or paws wet in this situation, and then you can go from there. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's supposed to be that. I, I personally think that if you play that build, you may not get used to the things of L that is actually a bit different. And I think that's unfortunate. It's maybe not the best stepping stone in that way. It's okay if you want to play it right now and don't learn too much. And maybe that's fine. Um, obviously, that's a design question. Mm -hmm. But I do think. Like when I recommend, if I talk to a new player that wants to, you know, get used to and learn to play Feral, I almost always recommend just go for Incarnation, drop Savage Roar, and, you know, if you just focus on maintaining Rip with Blood Talents, and that's a pretty good starting point in my opinion, because then you get like the core down of what is Feral, and then you can work in Savage Roar when you feel comfortable with the, the mechanics. Yeah. Hmm. But but it is perfectly it is perfectly viable in that way, like if you... You feel like you really want to do Sabertooth and you're fine with a 4 or 5% DPS loss. Um, you can. Like, you can. It's okay. Okay. And and, I guess oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah so, so, so I want to say a little thing that, is, that was skipped over with Jagged Wounds, and I think it's a legit problem. Mm -hmm. And that is that if you're playing the Savage Roar Jagged Wounds build, so much of your resource generation is locked into maintaining this that it is actually really hard to put up dots on more than one target. Like, it's very hard to have Savage Roar and two rips up without Legendaries or um, very good gear, like maybe T20. Um, and I do think that's a little bit odd for a bleed spec. Like, it's similar to how they pointed out recently for in the Affliction Blue post that, you know, a, a spec that is supposed to be a dot spec, um, but end up being basically a tunnel spec, it is a bit of an odd place to be in. Mm. I, I'm not sure if this is intended, right? Like, obviously we have a lot better AOE, so it's not a big balancing issue, but it is a little bit odd that, like, the cleave is actually pretty weird to play, and yeah, it, it's very unflexible in that way. It's It, it might be more of a thing, I mean, we've talked about how there is that, that cross-dotting mentality of... You know, like the Affliction Warlock, the Shadow Priest, right? And in a way, Feral Druid is the same sort of thing. Unholy DK, like spreading all the diseases around or whatever. I guess Frost as well in that regard of like the cross-dotting uh, like side gameplay. But you've got the huge energy regeneration coming back to you now in in Tier 20 on the, in the Horizon. So, and there are two council fights in Tomb of Sargeras. So if you're getting all the energy regeneration if you're cross-ripping, and rip lasts longer... Granted, you're probably running Jagged Wounds, so it lasts longer than reduced by, you know, the 33% uh, there. But it could be very possible that you'll be able to maintain that because of the energy influx. Yeah, so when I'm simming it, like, on a flat two-count target fight that lasts, like, a long five, six minutes in SimCraft, it, it turns out to be around, like, you can get to 180, 190% uptime on RIP. Mm. Uh, across the both targets. So so with the tier set, it is doable, for sure. Um, without the tier set, however, it's really, really rough. Right, and okay. you will end up dropping things. And 
it's awkward to like drop Savage Roar and then you're still at zero resources. So you have to build up without Savage Roar, pop Savage Roar, then both of your rips expire. Build up a play rip, you know, before you get to your second rip. You either put that up or your Savage Roar falls again. Like it, it is very awkward. It doesn't feel very well to play, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I, I mean, that might be fine, right? Like it's not like a cleave is bad. It's it's fine, but it it is a thing that is a little bit um, little bit it's strange. A bit better with clubs. Obviously, it's... clubs give you combo points when bleeds crit, so right. Maintain multiple rips, and a lot better in tier twenty. But it's still a bit awkward, especially on long-lived multiple targets. I think that's almost that there has to be a bit of a design intent overall, though, because again, the uh, in some regards, the power of a feral druid being able to like rip rake everything around to a certain amount of targets would probably be too powerful. So there has to be, there's almost like a soft cap in the game where you're literally just limited by the amount of mostly energy and combo points you can build to do so. But, and again, you know, Shadow Priest, just VT Shadow of Pain, VT Shadow of Pain, VT Shadow of Pain, you know, this, and then just void form into the kill target. But, you know, there's, there's that. So I think we're at, sort of the tail end here for the nitty-gritty topic and it's been peppered throughout the show uh as we've been moving forward here but th the big thing that i want to bring up and if chat if you have questions now is your time to sort of integrate with us if you have questions i guess we'll pick up and you know go off of things but is snapshotting still worth it and like feral druids are yeah. probably the premier class that's still use this mechanic like exclusively there's a couple of other snapshotting things here and there in legion right now but for the Mixed most part yeah. feral druid is like that's what you do so do you think it's still required like it's still worth it to be in the game in this regard i, I like it i think it is worth keeping in. it's something different for the class i quite like that it is all controllable now there's no really, like, you have to, if you don't get your trinket proc and you don't snapshot your trinket proc, then you're just not going to do any DPS. It's all controlled and it's all there for you to manage in terms of Tiger's Fury cooldown, um, resets from Predator Mage, Blood Talons is when you want it. It's not a random proc, it's you choose to cast Blood Talons. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, regrowth in 7.1.5, if I remember correctly. We got regrowth instead of healing touch, which had, I suspect, the unintended consequences of making blood talons even easier because uh, regrowth has about half the cast time of healing touch. So if needed, you can go out of cap form and hard cast regrowth in order to get blood talons for your rip or rake. So it's not like it's RNG. There's a lot you can do to control it and manage it for yourself. And if you do mess it up, there's a lot you can do to recover from it. So I like it. I think it's something different for the class. And I think it adds a fair bit, or it adds more thoughts to the rotation than would otherwise be present. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I want to say that I think snapshotting is important if you want dots in a way to be interesting. like. Otherwise, dots easily become not integral. It will be something, you know, yeah, I, I press it whenever it falls off type of dot, which 
that might be fine in a rotation, but if you want a rotation that centers around us, like you need more special mechanics, I think, and snapshotting is perfectly fine. Like that makes yeah. it so that you may want to refresh. In our case, for example, you would want to refresh a rip um, early, maybe if you get a Tegis Fury up and stuff like that, which I think is is interesting. Like maybe the interface should be slightly improved, the default interface to make it easier. Um, you don't need weak RS. I know a lot of good felders actually, well, a lot, a few that don't play with <laughs> oh. um, snapshotting, tracking weak RS. Like it's fine because it's not that hard to keep in memory anymore. But it does help, and I do think that's probably the biggest issue. Like, if the default UI tracked that better, it would be uh, that would be a nice improvement. But I don't. I do think yeah. the mechanic itself is really good, and I I will, do hope it stays. I think all the dot classes kind of have their own thing to do with dots. Like, mm -hmm. Affliction Warlock has malefic grasp. Uh, Shadow Priests have increasing the tick rate and increasing resources. Mm -hmm. um, rogues have it giving them energy back. Uh, I can't think of any other dot classes. Well, you you bring up Malefic Grasp. They have it now. I don't know if you've read the yeah, giant they have blue it post. Now. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. They've still got it. Yeah. They've still got it, giving them resources back in the form of shards. Of course, of course. Uh, and the various artifact mechanics they're messing around with it. So I think us having snapshotting is a nice sort of. It differentiates us from other dot classes. Um, it's just nice to be there. Okay. We don't really have any procs to think about. So right. Yeah, that's 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 the the counter that I had in mind with this is that say for example I always bring up you know I have to relate to my own self YouTube comments get mad at me sometimes why does Bay talk about enhancement shaman so much all these shows because that's what I play damn it that's how I relate but enhancement obviously has especially right now we have you know hot hand procs we have three weapon buffs to keep up all the time and we have tempest storm strikes we have to keep maintaining that. Um, and even to a lesser extent, using Crash Lightning to put damage into bigger Storm Strikes. That's, we have a lot of proc-based maintenance, but there's no snapshotting. Like, yeah. at all, right? Whereas you, with Feral, outside of Omen of Clarity, which has some interplay, which just means it procs, hit Thrash. Um, or it procs again, when you have Thrash bleed up and you just hit a Shred, or whatever. Um, not a whole lot going on there. You have, like, no... RNG. So your your side of that is that you have to worry about these little micro buffs to snapshot into your damage because of bleeds. So I think there's there's a balancing act that Blizzard has played yeah. well. If you if you had both, like if there was lots of RNG and snapshotting. Pfft, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the problem with the Warlord snapshotting model as well because mm. a lot of that was RNG from trinkets, and obviously that that uh, yeah. can be complex, and you Mop. need I mops. So yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that that is definitely with that removed. I don't think snapshotting is that much of a complexity. Sure. And, and like someone pointed out on multi-target, and it is true, but with blood talents, you don't think about it on multi-target more than it will always be up. Like you will always use it before you use the finisher. So and that's it. So so snapshotting really is just the thing you think about on single target, which I think is fine. It's not super complex on multi-target. It's like, oh, it was there when I played it. That's nice. But there's nothing you actually make a decision about. So, yeah, I, I, I personally think it's it's a nice flavor thing. It's not too complex anymore. I think it's it's in a good spot, to be honest. And obviously, chat's talking at the moment about complexity. Right. So it would be nice from a player perspective mm -hmm. to consider the fact that there is complexity involved so you get higher DPS. But you have to consider the 
that can't go too far. Otherwise, you end up in a situation like Emerald Nightmare Shadow Priests, where they have an incredibly complicated rotation, but they have an incredibly complicated rotation, and it gives a lot of reward, but it just means that everybody plays Shadow Priest. It yeah, can't take it too far. You, you, you broach a topic that was sort of the end of HFC Demonology Warlock before that got horribly slashed and you know, Ian, I can do whatever I want. Acostas said that, you know, we don't want you playing Demonology Warlocks right now because they're changing so much. And also because they're wickedly overpowered because everyone can play them really well, apparently, at this point. So, because Demonology Warlock was so good in HFC, it could do AoE, it could do Cleave, it could do Single Target, it could do Burst. Why not all play that spec? Yeah. So, th there has to be some roadblocks, for sure. A different question that came up, um, sort of a utility-ish one, which I didn't think about before on Northern Man. So, how good is Feral on interrupt duty since you have Skull Bash, Maim, or Mighty Bash, Typhoon? A lot of, a lot of tools there. Can I just check to make sure our Guildmaster isn't in the stream chat? <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, he is. Okay. Um, no, Feral's really bad at interrupt duty. Uh! You should never, ever assign them to... No, Feral's, Feral's pretty solid, um, obviously, because Mighty... <laughs> Skull Bash is range, so you can interrupt range targets. Yep. Um, low cooldown. Yeah. I think uh, the short TLDR is utility is fine. It's not amazing. We don't have cloak. We have good survivability outside of immunities, right? We have decent CC. We have decent, like, pretty good mobility. Like, it, it's fine. It's a fine kit. It's not amazing, but it does the work. I don't think it's weak. We yeah, don't more. need utility buffs. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Although, please make it similar to Guardian and have proper range, please. Yeah. Just raw range, please. I don't know Ten why. Range raw. Why is that a thing? Like, again, hearkening back again, if you want more podcasts, check out the BTS podcast where we go back and forth on a lot of these things. Why is Guardian Thrash coded the same as Feral Thrash? Why is it the same name in the first place? Why is Roar for Guardian the same as, as Feral Roar, but they're different? Like ranges, I don't understand. Why do, we, why do we have a healing ability in our mobility tier? What's, what's renewal doing here? Yeah, give us, give us guttural roars. Give yeah. us raw range, raw CD, anything. Yeah. How about uh, I didn't really go over this when we brought up the uh, the trinket stuff, but how how properly do feral druids use the draft of souls? Like when. Do you do you hit that thing? Because for three seconds you just kind of kitty float in the air and can't do anything else. So like, where in the rotation does that fit? Um, after uh, it's awkward, but after a tiger's fury, uh, but you burn down the worst entity, so you don't or cap too badly. It's basically, like two three seconds into t after a tiger's fury is when you would use it. Hmm. Okay. And, and that that's that's really it. Like you will or cap a little bit. It's not a big deal. It's fine. Okay. Uh, and make sure Savature is up, obviously. You you wouldn't want to use it if it's down. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then Zin, which I assume, I haven't seen Zin in chat in a very long time. I don't know if it's ZYN or Zin, but it's like uh, snapshotting. What if instead of the damage, what if instead of a damage increase, why not increase primary stats for Tiger's Fury, for example, so snapshotting goes away, but it still remains in a short cooldown DPS increase? Because if, you're, if your stats went up during bleeds, on the target, they would just increase in intensity. That's how that usually the mechanic works in this game. Like they they retroactively go up and down with you. So, but because 
they don't and they give the damage of when you cast it because a damage amp. That could be a thing. I mean, what do you... I mean, they don't They don't have to... Sh like, we already have, like, Berserk increases damage uh, without snapshotting. Like, they could easily make that change if they wanted to. But it's there for a reason to be a gameplay thing we care about, right? So if, yeah. if they remove that, then, you know, they can. It would be easy to do, but it wouldn't make too much sense. Like, it, it would basically then move to be more of a direct damage increase than a bleed increase. So, yeah. Hey, it would buff Ferocious Bite, which we've talked about before. Is just, uh, yeah. So. Wow. Exactly. It might hit 300k harder than Shred instead of 200k harder than Shred. Oh my god. Yeah. But, uh, how about... But would Blizzard have to change about Feral to attract new players to play Feral Druid? Um, A tricky yeah. one. I mean, I, my question is, does it have to? Right? Yeah. Does the spec have to be for everyone? Like, it, it, I don't know. The, my short answer to the actual question is I don't know. And I'm not a game designer, obviously. But but I do wonder, is that something that is required? Like, do all specs have to have high representation? I mean, as long as they're balanced, I don't know. I don't necessarily think so. Yeah, I think it would have to be some pretty substantial changes to um, draw people to the class. People just well, obviously, the easy answer to that question is buff all damage by a thousand percent, and then you'll have <laughs> yeah. droves of people flocking to the class. Well, <sighs> in terms of mechanics, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what turns people off the class because obviously I enjoy it myself, so I can't really see why people don't. So yeah, it's a tricky one to answer. There's, I mean, because there there are 36 specs in the game right now. Obviously, not all of those are DPS specs, yeah. but there are a lot of different little things in the game that attract different players and yeah. for the most part unless again you are aiming to you know be top 100 in your region or top 50 or top 20 or top five or top three there are huge differences in what you need to do as a player what you need to understand as a player how you need to perform as a player the time investment you need to do how much ap you're going to farm right now like there's always different little you know things to check off and how how much do you want to commit and for the most part there, if you're not in that top, top, top echelon, then you're you're pretty fine with doing almost whatever you you'd want, as long as you are confident in that. And then the next step, of course, would be to to go for that. But again, that goes back into the paradigm of that feral druids arguably have to do a whole lot to be middle of the pack, where you want to be yeah, there but though. That's, I mean, that's not a real concern for a top player though. Like, you sure? If I'm if I'm in you know a top ten guild. That skill thing is not what's holding me back from playing this back. Like that might be a real concern if you know you lower down. Like it might be too much effort, but when you get to a certain point, that doesn't matter. Right. So, so these are not the same thing. Like if it's too hard, that has nothing to do with how good it is at the top end. So, so yeah, like I, I just I, I feel like that it, it's easy to mix them, but I don't think it's related at all. This is kind of just salt mining a moment here as I read through chat, but <laughs> the uh, the issue that I, I have a similar-ish problem with how DPS has worked out right now in Legion anyway, because take a feral, a, a feral, a fury warrior right now. Fury warriors, you know, good gear, draft of souls action, right? Competent legendaries and uh, good artifacts, 
you know, traits, talents, all that good stuff. Arguably, they have very little RNG. They have a 3-ish, 3.5 button rotation. A huge way to snapshot damage into a very powerful trinket. And they're performing very well. Versus a super GCD locked, or, you know, in my, my case, right? With a ton of RNG that I have to deal with all the time to be competitive. Ver and I'm, I, I can't. I can't even compete right now. Like, it's just... Uh, our Fury Warrior destroys me on these encounters. And especially, I'm like, I'm catching up because enhancement is a slow burn. Like, I'm just I'm just focusing, 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 RNG, getting it in there. And then Execute hits and Juggernaut starts stacking. And I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. There's no, there's no catching up anymore. So, that's a bit, a bit salt miney because not only is that class and that specs really very consistent it's very concrete right now it doesn't have any issues with it and that's sort of you know feral again is performing better than i am but you work for that like i do so that's the trade-off right and we can't all be fury warriors yeah. so but that's why the top at the end of the said, day there's always going to be a, there's always going to be a spec or a class that is the best yeah um, and just because you're not the best doesn't mean you're not good i think and this is something I rant about a lot. People misuse the words and miss and get confused around the words viable and bad and good. Just because something isn't the best doesn't mean it's bad. Just because something isn't at the top doesn't mean it's not good. Just because something is middle of the pack doesn't mean it's good at something. And just because you're not right at the top doesn't mean that you're not viable. Mm -hmm. um, and so much this gets thrown around for Feral. People talking about how, and I think partially, a lot of this is the reason why people don't play the spec. Because if you ask about Feral to most people, the answer you can get is don't bother, it's too hard. Um, don't bother, it doesn't do DPS. Whatever the reasons are that are going to be used. And so they just get talked out of it. Um, when in reality, Feral is performing fine. They're maybe not the top single target DPS. They're maybe not the top AoE DPS. But they're up there for both of those roles. Right. And just because they're not the best doesn't mean they're not good. They're still viable. That's fair. Yeah. That was sort of a uh, aesthetic question that was asked. Uh, we talked about artifacts earlier, but did you guys expect to get dual daggers going into Legion? Or was that sort of a, a what? I don't think anyone expected it. Give me my staff transmog back. <laughs> you miss your staff? <laughs> yeah. I miss my staffs. Mm. I am. Um... I didn't expect it. It was surprising, um, but I don't mind to be honest. I kind of like daggers in general. Like, I think it's fine. So, how about um, uh, which artifact appearance? Because your whole skin changes is your favorite, and why is it Nyan Feral Cat Zan Go? <laughs> well, it looks good, right? What can I say? It, it's very nice and pretty and. People see you and stack on you, so that's a thing. And they tried to steal your appearance with the mirrors as well. Damn it, rogues! Stop stealing my cat form. It's mine. Um. Oh, they mirror you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or prismatic reflection. When I go into a fight, I look like a person. I'm really confused for a second. <laughs> and my cat form's over there somewhere, <laughs> but I'm standing here. And what's going on? Yeah. I mean, the, the best is going to be, if you haven't seen the uh, the new bear form, the new guardian form for their artifact challenge, if you have one of those in the raid and they use it, 
you have to all sky mirror and swap to that. Uh, and the whole raid needs to be the big burly Hulk bears. But then, so you but then you're on Gul'dan, and your entire raid is a bear, and you're not supposed to stack on the bear. So where do you stand? <laughs> There's bears everywhere. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Totally okay. Just... Oh, and there was a question about Farrell's scaling poorly myth in quotes. <laughs> if uh, but we've kind of I think we went over that in the stats section really. So... The, the very short answer to that is Farrell doesn't scale poorly. The, re the reason why you can say oh it was good in EN and now it's bad we scale poorly like people do mm. is not true at all. And what people are missing is the very important context that they completely retune stats in 715 which completely reshuffled our position in the tree right so yeah it's not true we scale fine not amazingly but fine okay sounds good yeah i mean people are talking about animations now too and feral got some nice animations i feel oh no what i hate the new animations i hate them what <laughs> oh this is this is a bit of an end of the show that i wasn't oh. expecting you don't like the new animations no, not at all. They they look ridiculous. Why does my cat bend itself in half? Just, I, I want my old animations back, please. Mm. <laughs> so you're talking about the actual animation of the cat, but the particle effects and the smell effects. Oh no, no, no! Par particle effects, I love. Okay. They're amazing. They're the super cat, obnoxious. The cat does cut, The cat does kind of go like, rah, rah, like yeah, way in half. Yeah, it's true. And and bloody prowl where we're running despite being a prowl like please revert yeah, that like that why did about? you do it no. yeah how do I know whether I'm in stealth I'm already see through but now I'm just slightly <laughs> more see through <laughs> that's true well you can go you can go feather a wood kitty and then you can see yourself you're totally concrete in those forms but then I'm not shiny that's true you don't have a nyan tail yes. behind you. That's the best. What's the item that gets the rainbow to go behind you? Because then you can pair that up really well with the new feral form. That's... I'm not, I'm not that's, sure what the item is. I know it's really expensive. I know our mage likes to use it and say look in say, so everyone yeah. looks at her. Mm -hmm. That's the dream right it's a, there. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty good idea. I need to uh, look into that actually for next right? Macro yeah. sprint. Mm -hmm. is it, it might be a TCG item. I can't remember. The... It's from the ad merchant, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, is it Curious Coins? Mad Merchant? No, Something right there. Mad Merchant is the one that just sells obscenely expensive things like the spider mount. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. But it's the it's the it's the rainbow trail. So you can do that yeah. when you're in cuz you already have like your misty kitty cat form ethereal trail in the new form, but yeah. Cuz the new form is technically it's like it's supposed to be like Ashamane's form, right? The elemental cat or something like that. Is that what the I don't know what the lore I'm, behind it is. I don't think it's supposed to be it just looks cool. It's just sparkly. Looks oh, cool. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't get it, but but that's that's about everything that I can. Yeah, give pole arm. Yeah, I guess there was that's the other. It's called the rainbow generator. Is that what it is? That would be. Yep, that's the one. That would be definitely a thing. And yeah, then Zin also asked if the fire kitty toy from Fireland still work. It definitely still does. With old animations, though. Old animations. And old animations. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that form. If only it didn't make me look ridiculous and fiery, but I love that form just for the animations. Oh, gosh. Well, that's a good note to end on, I think. So I'm going to hit this special button right over here. 
So thank you all for coming out for tuning in to episode number 137 of Final Boss TV for Feral Druids today. As with Legion going forward and been here a long time, every show should have two installments. So those have been asking about like warlocks, so many changes, rogues, mages, etc. They're on the horizon again. We'll revisit that stuff in the future. And of course, next week is Guardian Druids. But again, of course, around the table for my guests, there's Zan. You can go check all the pins in Discord and go poke him there for all the information, of course, at Zenzara. Zan, thank you for your time on the show today, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on and let me talk about Pharaoh. Oh, only once. Anyway, I guess, but it's great. Yeah, well, pfft. I mean, thank you for the really good screenshot of the uh, of the Moonkin school. It's really good. I did, chat didn't freak out as much about it as I was expecting. They're so adorable. But Guilty's over here as well. You can go poke him in Discord yep. as well at Guilty Yas. Sorry. <laughs> I had... Yep, that's me. That, that's you. Yep. But thank you for your time on the show today, sir. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. And then again next week, Guardian Druids, and then there'll be a Sunday off because I've been doing shows now nonstop. So I'm going to take a Sunday off and just stream and do nonsense. But if you're on Patreon, check out the Control Bay for a day. That'll be after next week's show for Guardian Druids if you're interested in that. And check out the links below the stream for the YouTube. If you've missed the show in its entirety, it'll be cut and put up on YouTube tomorrow with bookmarks and links and all the good stuff about all the different uh, all the guests in the show today and their resources. So check that out or just you can check out the audio-only version, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Just search for Final Boss TV on all three of those. If you want to hook that to your phone or mobile device, and then listen to those on the go. But thank you all very much for tuning in today and watching. Trust in your seal of artifact power, because that actually feels pretty good right now. Especially because it, it, you know, all the doubling you get from other stuff. Even though some things double when they shouldn't double, but that's, you know, again, just Blizzard things. But we'll see you all next week. But until then, uh, bye. Wave, wave by at the nice people. Guilty, wave by, because Zan can't wave. Wave by. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, okay. A little. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>